Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. There it is. I hit record, and we are cranking. I am so excited to talk to the guest today. She is a freaking rock star. She's an adventurer, an explorer. She jumps off of tall things with parachutes on. She is wild. She's crazy. A keynote speaker, an author, a serial entrepreneur, and a marketer at heart. And really, her mission is to help companies repurpose. Repurpose what they're already doing into content, but also content that gets gets consumed and we're going to talk all about that today and i can't wait to get to that um author of a best-selling book actually guilt-free motherhood <laughs> and the founder of repurpose den amber Khan, welcome to the show hey thank you thank you for that smashing intro <laughs> yes well, there's so much to talk about yeah, there is. I can't get, I mean, can't wait. I'm too excited. <laughs> too excited, right? And I mean, what time is it there for you right now? It's almost three in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Not too bad. So it was like I got you at like 9 p.m. or something. No, 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 no. We're good. like late night coffee. Okay. Well, the, the show, we want to talk content. We want to talk, re, you, you founded the den of repurposing. Like let, that's crazy talk. So we're going to talk about that. And we also want to talk about skydiving. So let me pass you this. It's kind of heavy for me, but that's because I'm weak. Here you go. <laughs> okay. Thor's hammer. Take Thor's that. Hammer. You got it? Grab it. Got it. <laughs> okay. There you go. So you got Thor's hammer. Take Thor's hammer. Smash for me some kind of myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Just set the record straight once and for all. For sure. I mean, this, I love to talk about this and this is basically, you know, we've heard a lot of people talk about a lot of gurus in the online world in the past five years, talk about content is king, content yes. is king, content is king, but we all know there is plenty of content uh, already out there. In fact, uh, the studies show that almost 70 to 80% of B2B content created goes to waste that's like about Ugh. you know i don't know 18 million dollars the last i saw 180 million i don't know some big huge number of loss uh, down the drain and what i believe is that yes of course to get your message across you have to create content but really what what really matters is that you have to now promote that content. So yes. in, my, in my opinion, content promotion or creating a content experience is kink rather than just creating content, content, content. And, you know, nobody's ever able to find out where that content lives. I mean, there's so many people I talk to who have got so much content sitting in the archives somewhere in mm -hmm. their blog archives, podcast archives, or YouTube channels or whatever and they just they just haven't uh made the most out of it by making sure that people are able to find that content and make use of it for the reason that they created it right uh it's 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 wasted it just it's in the the dungeon right the resource dungeon on some obscure website no one ah oh, that's it's so terrible to think about all that content just being wasted because you know it took it didn't take someone an hour to write that they probably yeah wrote their brains off or recorded or all the work that goes into it work into your point. you mentioned like the millions of dollars. I can only imagine it's got to be even yeah. a bigger number. It's probably at this point, a billion dollars <laughs> wasted content just yeah. sitting there. Why does this happen? Is it all bad? Is it bad content? No, no, I, I don't think, I mean, I think, you know, a majority of people put a lot of effort in, in creating that content. So a lot of blood, sweat and tears go into creating that uh, content. It's, it's just that either they do, do not, sometimes they do not realize that people just don't, just by writing a good piece of content, it will be found. It doesn't work like that. Um, and secondly, sometimes it is that they do not have the, the budget to promote it because they've now used all the budget in creating all that content. Um, and now they have very little uh, left to promote it. Um, I'm, currently, I think the last statistics I read was that 80% of marketing budgets were spent on creating content and 20% in pr promotion. And, and whereas I think it should be the other way around. 
create 20% of content and then spend 80% uh, on, on promoting it or creating a content experience so that people are able to find that amazing content that you have created. Um, but of course, it needs work. It needs time put into it. Um, and for big organizations, it means hiring more people. So, I mean, there, there's several reasons why it doesn't happen, but mostly uh, it is because the budget isn't uh, spent uh, in, in, in right way, basically in the right direction. Yeah, makes total sense. I'm like writing down furiously over here. Lots of great takeaways. Right off the bat, it's like we've just drank a Red Bull and jumped off a cliff together. Um, <laughs> you might talk me into it. So um, yeah, 80%, that whole 80-20 thing. Most people mm -hmm. are focusing in the budget too. I hadn't even thought about that, the budget on content creation. And then when you mm -hmm. mentioned 20% on, on promotion, I thought, if that, I don't think if people that, even yeah. think about budgeting money for promotion when they're creating content they're like okay well let's hire a friend of mine just hired a content agency it didn't mm. work out well um mm. they weren't they weren't a good one and and it's like none of the thought process went into what are you going to do with that content so yeah it's like people they they think that they can spend dollars on the creation and then they're, mm. they're neglecting to think about the promotion i love yeah. the idea i even wrote these two arrows that are like crisscrossing what if yeah. what if for a quarter or a year or something a week, you fl flip the priorities, make yeah, one piece of content, 80% of promotion, 80% of your budget of promotion, which means maybe you could write your one thing internally and then spend that yeah. whole budget you're going to do on creating it external, like yeah. promoting the hell out of it. That's a really yeah. cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because, um, you know, if you, if you're going to put so much time and effort into creating an amazing piece, do not assume, especially in the world that we're living in, right? We're like, we're bombarded with in information and content, you know, left, right, yeah. and center. People are just not going to find it. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't matter how awesome a piece it is. People are just not going to find it unless you are, you know, Apple, Google, or Facebook, you're, you know, they're not going to find it until you tell people or show people that, you know, here, this is where your content exists. And this is the reason why you should consume it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where people, you know, miss out on. Tell me about the repurposing thing. Cause I, I know you founded a repurposed den. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds cool. It sounds like <laughs> slightly evil and slightly really cool. What, tell me about the concept of repurposing. Is, does that, and that, does that tie into content? Definitely. So basically content repurposing is about when you create this awesome piece of content. Now do not let it go to waste by hoping that somebody will find it or by you sharing a post on social media. Hey, my new podcast episode is out or Hey, check out my new blog post because we all know, you know, these posts disappear within minutes and hours on Instantly. social media platforms Yeah. on Twitter. It's like, I don't know, eight minutes, eight seconds, something like that. No, it's gone. So it's, it's gone before yeah, you even sent it. Yeah. Yeah. It's disappeared into the ether. You know, yeah. nobody's even going to know. Nobody's even going to know that you, you know, you just published a new blog post. So the whole idea of repurposing content is that we, we now need to promote that amazing piece of content you've created, right? So by promotion, I, I, I mean that you now need to create an experience on social media for people to now come and consume your content. And that's where repurposing comes in. We take your long piece of content and create experiential content out of it, which becomes sort of your uh, um, a starter for, of brand awareness uh, on social media platforms. So you can, you know, you can repurpose that content into short form videos. You can mm -hmm. take quotations out of it. You can take tweets out of it. The whole idea is that this is obviously we're talking about the early stage cold audience we're trying to target, trying to expand our reach. We create sure. brand awareness content, right? So, so repurposing at that point in customer cycle is used for brand awareness. Of course, you can repurpose content for the entire buyer cycle. Right. Wow. So, for example, somebody who is already aware of your uh, brand may be sharing a case, a repurposed case study mm. um, uh, of, of your business is the right piece of content to share with them. Right. Because they don't need to know about your short videos or tweet you're talk, uh, talking about. They, they're already aware of your business. They need to know something more. So you can repurpose content for each 
um, uh, phase in, in, in your buyer's cycle, mm-hmm. even post um, client, once they become your client, now what kind of content you can share with them. Uh, often you're already sitting on a content. You don't have to produce new type of content. You, you, you're, you just repurpose from your original content, something that has worked, for example, a previous client. And now that's something you think that maybe the, uh, other clients can benefit from as well. That's a piece of content you can now share. Uh, with right. uh, with your existing clients, so basically a, a content which can be repurposed for the entire buyer cycle um, is the philosophy behind repurposing content. Got it. So we're spending mm-hmm. less time again. Back to that twenty yeah. percent. Now we're spending on content yeah. creation. I think a lot of time gets taken up in the creation side, doing the research, yes. right? Doing the the hard part of like gathering what the actual right thing to do is, getting the experts' time or researching like there's so much prep that goes into these articles you actually go to write it maybe it took you a little bit of time maybe a little time to proofread or grammar or maybe a little bit of production time but really the hard work is always getting the information so this makes total sense instead instead of like starting from scratch every time yeah the content you created if it's good it's good like yeah. People still need to hear that just because it's already gone past them on Twitter. They still need to hear different versions of that. And maybe some people like written words and some people like video and some people like audio. Yeah. So to your point, that one little gem you might have can turn into, I like what, nine other things at least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or I, I, we, we can turn it into 30 pieces of content, but you know, yeah. there you go. It's, it's, it's yeah. One piece of content easily into 30 pieces of content. Okay. Can but we play games? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, um, can we start with a blog post? Blog post? Yeah. No. No. Maybe it's a uh, an interview, podcast interview. I don't know. Pick pick your your initial content, whatever kind of initial content you want, and then let yeah. let's try to let's ramble a off. Video interview. It's a video, video interview. interview. Okay. Yeah. Video interview, and then maybe, and I won't try to write them all down because that'll hold you up. Maybe you could just sort of like <laughs> rattle off as many, and I'll try to keep track as many yeah. different ways you can repurpose that video interview. And you don't have to rush. It's not timed. So you can okay. take your time. <laughs> well, I, I like to start off with video or I, I, I tell clients that if it's something that they're comfortable with uh, being on video, then start yep. off with video. So, you know, with, with video, there. video long pillar content, you know, first thing you can do is obviously extract audio from it. So now yes. you've got a video interview and now you've got a audio as well, which you can then share it as a podcast on audio channels. Video can go on YouTube then you can create short video clips for social media. Because as you know, on social media, nobody goes on to watch a 60 minute video. Right. right? Uh, in fact, research is done to, shape, uh, uh, to show that the videos uh, which are, or the content which gets consumed most is under two minute video clips uh, for most of the so- social media platforms. Got it. Um, uh, uh, different for YouTube because that's a long form content channel. Right. But so, so short form video clips. Now, video clips in different formats as well. So you first convert it into a square video, which uh, is utilized for Facebook platforms, um, LinkedIn uh, as well, uh, can work for Instagram as well. Then you you create the same piece of content in a wide format, which works for, again, um, Twitter or YouTube. It's, it's, uh, it's great for SEO to keep putting all those short clips on YouTube as well, even if you've got your long-form uh, video content on YouTube. Okay. Then, of course, the Instagram version, the vertical version, which is amazing for Facebook stories and Instagram stories, which, as we know, are booming right now. They're doing way, way better than before. Yeah. Uh, Instagram stories are doing better than Instagram posts. Um, hmm. And... Um, then you can do an IGTV video. So in, as we know, Instagram stories are only 60 second long, so one minute. Um, so you create a one minute piece for the Instagram uh, story and then um, a longer five to 10 minute clip for uh, IGTV. Okay. Right. And then of course you can ca- take several quotes out of your con- content. So if it's an interview, you'll probably get a lot of, uh, totally. you know, gems uh, from it. It could be your own or guest quotes. So, God knows, several, you know, uh, quotes can come out of it. Again, those quotes can be formatted and should be formatted in, into square, vertical, and wide formats for different channels because you don't just share this. Like if, on Instagram uh, yeah. stories, you can't, you, you can't share wide or square. It just would look odd. It just doesn't right, sit right. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, uh, okay, so now we've done uh, um, video and audio memes, quotes. Now, from this is this is what I love doing, and majority of people don't do it because it takes a lot of work. Is that this um, now long piece of video or, or interview can turn into a blog post as, as well. Now, I do not mean like a, you know, like a direct transcription of the video, right. but it does help because you've got the transcription on all, all it needs, a little bit of editing by the content creator, okay. you know, and, and it can turn into um, a long form blog post. And then you can embed the video that you recorded within yep. your blog post as well, because oh. that's again, very good for SEO. YouTube yeah. loves it when you embed that video, when you have uploaded that video on YouTube, then embed it on your website. Um, YouTube loves that juice, SEO juice. And um, so again, this is long form content. Now do you can create a short form blog post as well, where you can write a summarized version of that. Sure. Again, you can embed a video and then direct people if you want to uh, uh, read the longer version of yeah. it, link it to the longer version. Or if you if you prefer watching it in video format, link it to your YouTube uh, channel sure. where they can watch the full video. So uh, blog posts, you know, from one video we can take out audio, video, blogs, text, all versions out of it, basically. Yep. And and then what I, I often like to do is create, um, take the content, which you know, long piece of content, and take content. Uh, summarized content or valuable educational informational content out of it that can be used as part of a newsletter or mm. um, or email follow-up series, right? Yes. So newsletters, as we know, do not have to be very long. These days, people like no. to consume short-form content. So a lot of information can come out of that, which can part of your uh, form part of your weekly newsletter mm -hmm. that you send out, or or daily follow-up email follow-up series. You know, a lot of content can come out of that because it helps. You don't have to now start from scratch to think about, okay, wh what should I say in my email <laughs> today or <Yeah>. tomorrow? <laughs> you know, because you've already got a lot of information. It's just, it's just about putting it together in, wow. in the right context. Um, you don't have to start from scratch, basically. Jeez. And of course, link it to your different assets that you have now created. Right. short form clips or maybe a pod, full podcast episode or you know newsletter you can always link it back to other forms of content so basically people you're directing people to cross channel you know right? from one mm -hmm. place to another to uh, consume different types uh, the same content in different formats because you whatever uh, format they prefer to consume that con some prefer to read some prefer to watch some prefer to listen to content wow. so it basically you're creating those channels for them um, stories we talked about, um, emails, follow-up newsletters. Uh, oh yes. So, um, uh, oftentimes, um, um, what I talk about, if, if, it depends on, uh, the interview structure. Sure. Sometimes, um, uh, hosts ask sort of, a, or they add a segment to the interview hmm. where, which can then be, uh, repurposed as a separate s segment for just their subscribers, for example. Ooh. So, so it could be, for example, everybody can watch this episode that you have recorded, right? right. But uh, for those who become your subscribers or maybe leave you um, a rating or something, um, you have a special for them. That's a special segment that you recorded, which could be a quick, quick fire with the guest. Could be anything. Um, and, and, and the subscribers get the, the extra, extra bit, which is not, available in the normal interview sort of uh, recording. I totally got to do that. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's good for getting, uh, for making people feel special. Like everybody wants to feel, feel special. If they do something, they become your subscriber. They want to feel special. You know, why yeah. should I do this? Yeah. I, I am special if, I, if I'm, I'm doing this. So um, yeah, so that works very well. Um, some, sometimes, uh, yes, uh, as, interview roundup. So if you've done few interviews, um, so much more content can come out of it. As you know, mm -hmm. you can do an interview roundup of, you know, top 10 guests or, or by category or by subject or by um, sure. uh, experience. Uh, and, and then use that again as a separate blog post, separate piece of a newsletter, uh, email follow-ups series, even a, a, a separate video clip 
which encompasses all those sort of eclipse from those 10 interviews. Uh, so there's like so, so many ways um, that we can repurpose the same piece of content in, in, in the right context. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like just we're doing it for the sake of it. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's creating that experience at, at each um, phase in the bio cycle. If they've, if they've just become aware of it, maybe they'll read your post on LinkedIn, see your tweet, and then they move on from maybe becoming a subscriber, get a newsletter, you know, check out your podcast, watch a video, and then so on and so forth, and sure. eventually some case studies. Wow. You weren't kidding. <laughs> any, any more? Any final? Um, final? There's a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure um, there's so many more which I can't think of right now. No worries. Um, wow. I would add a book to it. A lot of the exactly. inspiration from my that's book came I, from the podcast. Yeah. But th that's book me just adding audiobook. one. Audiobook as well. What's that? Audiobook as well. Audiobook as well. So ah, audiobook the written book, uh, ebook format, and then the audiobook, which yeah. comes out of it as well. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so I kept count of all the yeah. different separate ways. And you know, I had said nine. I believe you said 30, right? Yeah. yeah. And that sounded a little hard to get to. And that's yeah. why I'm glad. Thank you, by the way. If you want to drink water, because I know you just like did. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, uh, yeah, any guesses on what I got to, what I counted up to? No. <laughs> it was about um, 39. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I just thought book, but then you're like, yeah, but what kind of book? Audio book, yeah. Kindle, you know, like digital yeah. book, uh, digital download, and written and book. Audio book, yeah. Booklet, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, we, we haven't even covered um, – online courses because oh, a lot especially if you if you have really long form content in shape of a book right yeah. that gets converted into online courses all the time really yep online courses and then not only that membership um uh what do you say membership offer so instead of doing an online course you can also offer uh individual informational pieces be it um um in video format or written format and as, and make them available as part of a membership. So like, for example, mm -hmm. uh, you know, th this is what uh, our membership group is about. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, 50, uh, $50 a month. And this is what you, you will get access to because it's not sure. something you have to now create on a daily basis. You've already got it. You're just yeah. repurposing it for your membership portal. Right. So, I mean, there's, yeah, so much, so much more. <laughs> wow. I got it. It's up to, 30, geez, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 41. There's a <laughs> lot of things you can do to repurpose. Awesome. <laughs> you, um, yeah. I and, haven't even, I haven't even talked about intro videos and, uh, uh, and promos and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, so we got more. There's more. So we've but, got more, but yeah. But, but wait, there's more. Yeah. So it's probably, it's probably close to. <laughs> yeah. Like 45 probably. So there is a lot. So in case there's anyone was skeptical lot. of like, yeah, and, exactly. and to your point, there's so many things you can do with one piece of content. Don't go making a thousand yeah. of them. One yeah. piece of content can turn one, one solid. And this was all based on a video interview. Can yeah. be purposed 41 plus times. Yeah. Do an interview and then repurpose yeah, it to crazy town. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the crazy town until wow. you've squeezed all the juice out of it. And, yes. and you're like, okay, now it's time to create another piece of content. <laughs> right. And then make pie out of the rest. Like, yeah, just, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. Exactly. Um, and that's just the content creation. And this is, would you, but would you consider this part of the 20% or part of the 80% the repurposing? No. So this is part of the 80% because you already created that big original piece of, gotcha. of content that you put. So now we are, what we're doing is creating digital assets to promote that content because we can't just say, Hey, check out my new episode. Right? How many times are you going to say that on social media? Right? right. Hey, check out the new episode. Hey, check out the Too new many episode. Times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but yeah. there are many other ways of saying the exact same thing. And that's what we do with repurposed content. We, we're trying to drive the traffic to our original piece of content by repurposing the same content into different formats and different experiences. So it doesn't seem like, you know, we, we, we're sharing the same thing over and over again in our news feeds. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm glad you went over that because I was going to ask you about the idea of the experiences and, and the 
promotion of it, but that this is the promotion of it. The repurposing yes. creates follow on items and assets, yeah. but it also promotes it because these yeah. are videos on Instagram or these are clips or these are going in. You mentioned the email nurture campaigns. There's so much yeah. with that. You're right. Yeah. That, that becomes a promotion in it. And every time you mention one, you also mention like you can point back to the original. You can point back yeah. to the source. Like, do you want, if you want the long form content, here's where it is. Go get it here as opposed to um, having it just live by itself. So each one of these things strengthens the whole group. So yeah, if you absolutely. might find it from here and you might go watch this clip, but then you might go get the long form. You might go get the book afterward. You might go get this. So it's almost like it, the network effect of the more times you repurpose that one piece of content, the stronger all of the assets become around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and of course with that, your impact grows, your brand grows and you know, the traffic yeah. uh, also grows uh, to, to your content or wherever you want them to go. And, and this is just organic from uh, organic promotion we're talking about you can right. use the same piece of this the short video clips this is what we do so uh, um, we use them as part of Facebook advertising campaign so promoting our content so for brand awareness and if it's videos it's easy we just we just um, uh, look for video views and it's about sharing the same repurposed content that we've now created we just put some money behind it promote it over facebook and then of course you know you continue the buyer cycle from there you can ah. give them give them more uh, or more specific content those who view um, the first piece of content and take them wherever you want them to go next wow so the the, the promotional side of it the paid side you know we hadn't even discussed that was all organic what we were talking about earlier yeah. so like you could really get an infusion of more people and traffic and numbers into it yeah. by just promoting it on we I mean, we've talked to Alaric recently he was the YouTube guy you know YouTube yeah. ads Facebook ads all these different ads um yeah. to to let people know there's maybe some content they should check out and not necessarily gating the content and putting up uh, walls yeah. in front of it just give people this stuff let it's, them work. yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah wow so is this, this is what you do. You repurpose content for people or you help them yes. work these strategies out. We, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Help, help, help them repurpose uh, for whatever bias uh, cycle they're looking for, whichever phase in their bias cycle they're looking for. Usually it's around the brand awareness because they're looking to create a bigger impact. They want to expand their reach and they're sitting on a lot of content, which can then be repurposed for social media platforms. Um, so they can slowly start uh, growing their uh, brand and their impact and right. um, their their tribe. Yeah, I see that. It makes sense that you can change the content approach and the different kinds of things you're doing to promote it, depending on where people are in the sales cycle. You'd mentioned the the different stages before, and now I think it all makes sense because now I know hmm. the different types of content that could be offered. And yeah, early, mid, you know, late stage buyer, and then they get what they need to to get. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want to be serving the same piece of content to to person who is at a different stage in, in the customer cycle, in right. the customer journey. Um, so, But the whole idea is that you don't have to create content from scratch. If you already have enough content, a lot can can happen from there. A lot can be yeah. repurposed and then can be utilized um, for, for your entire customer journey. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm a big fan of this concept too. And um, you know, this po podcasting is my favorite way of doing the mm -hmm. long form interview. Um, and we, we, we get some juice out of this thing, but you just, you know, I think we maybe do six things, but then, which is probably why I guessed like six or nine. And then, you know, your 30 is very impressive. <laughs> and then it's like, wow, that's amazing. There's so much to do. There's so much there's, that can be done from it. So much to do. Yeah. Yeah. Man, maybe the next book comes from all this content game repurposed too. Definitely. And though, I think those, those people who have already got a platform, like, you know, you've got a podcast, or you've sure. already got a channel, some YouTube, certainly books should be coming out of it. Um, yeah. be, be, because why not? You've already, you're, you've already got that content. It could be a roundup of, you know, you've already interviewed a lot of guests lot, with expertise in different uh, areas. You, you, you could put it all together in some sort of context, which would be amazing for your own brand. Yeah. And, um, and, and you don't have to put in too much effort into it because the contents are already there. All you've got to do is probably get an editor to, you know, edit it in the, in the right format for the book. And right. there you go. 
you know? Yeah. And books are great authority builders. You know, people, you know, they're just good authority builders. That's, that's what it is, you know? It's like your business card. It's your new business card. It is. Know? Because they're hard and they're terrible to create. <laughs> true, true. So if you've done it, then you're like, yeah. wow, this person's done this thing. And I think people kind of get a sense that, oh, this is probably kind of hard. And it, we've both written books and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's not nearly as glamorous, as fun as you'd think it would be. By the end, you yeah. usually hate the topic and you hate, you're like, I don't want to look at these words ever again. But yeah. <laughs> time settles it down. You're like, oh, I'm really happy with this. But yeah, yeah it's a it's a tough process. But it doesn't have to be so tough. You don't have to write from scratch. Yeah. If you're yeah. repurposing the heck out of everything. Yeah. That's exactly. It, that's and if you have the right process in place, it shouldn't be that difficult. Of course, when we're not writing a fiction novel, right? So right. that's a totally different, right. <laughs> you know, for, for, for nonfiction in business arena, if right. there's, if you've already got some channel through which you reach to your audience, then you probably are sitting on a lot of content, which can be repurposed into you know, a lot more many things, be it book or audiobook or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. People keep asking me to do an audible book of my yeah. book. I need to just figure out the right settings on the microphones and everything. Maybe give it a shot. <laughs> I don't know though. You know, if, hearing me talk for a, t- 12 hours excitedly about my book and then this happened, it's not, it's not fiction. <laughs> so it's like, let me tell you about marketing automation. Um, <laughs> well, well, you never know if, I mean, yeah. if people are asking for it, then it, you know, it says right. something. Well, I understand because I, like, yeah. like, like me, I, I, I like listening to books. Yeah. Um, so we all have our own thing that we like consuming to your point. Yeah. Repurpose, yeah. repurpose and, and then serve people what they want. Um, yeah. Where does this go? Where, where, do you see anything coming around the bend in the future? You know, as buyers change and as content, you know, hopefully more people do what you're talking about. So they actually mm. get useful content out there that's consumed that number drop so it's not 80% of content being wasted. Where does this go? What, where, where do you see content going in the future? I, I think I see it being more experiential. Mm. Um, so as we see technology evolving more and we see more AI and um, VR is still very, very um, augmented reality. I see a lot of augmented reality content coming, although it's, you know, it's been there in the ether for at least a good few years, but it still hasn't happened. I do believe in the next five years, um, we're going to see a lot more of augmented reality content. Um, again, you know, it, it's just about, we, we, as technology evolves, our content has to evolve with it. And it's one of those things if, uh, you know, we have to embrace if we don't, you know, it's, it's in, it's in social media worlds, it's pretty much like do or die kind of thing. That's it's, it moves very fast. Um, but the whole idea is that, you know, if, if you already have a medium, even in future five years time, if, you know, you can use the same content to produce a different experience, an mm. AR experience, a different experience, but it won't be like starting from scratch. Exactly. Experience. I, I'm really excited about that kind of stuff. Do you want, do you want to hear a secret? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do like a Twitch channel for marketing oh seriously yeah um like like, have you been on it before um, i've watched people on it before right but you have nobody on there doing marketing because it's all about watching games and watching people crochet yeah yeah but like wouldn't that be cool if all these podcast interviews were on it like just i don't know maybe nothing but like a different experience that might be kind of cool you know so um so what do you do you think you would be doing like live automations for them as they watch you or like like yeah like i think we're recording this it's not live yeah. right yeah so maybe yeah. twitch is going on in the background so yeah. if you want to see the podcast before that happens while it's happening yeah. Yeah. you know or or we do a lot of webinars you know and that's just another way of repurposing those and getting them into a different channel yeah i yeah, really yeah. like the idea that it gives you points and it's kind of fun and silly and I don't know something about it just it, yeah, so, it calls to me like more more engaging yeah. than yeah webinar, you know definitely more engaging than webinar yeah. but but if if you are pretty you should you should definitely give it a go because a lot of people don't start something because they're hesitant right but, but with you right. that's not the case you want to you want I to do. try it you've you picked out a channel that you think might be a very good idea and, and you want to experiment with it you know you should go for it like it because it, it's like bizarre it makes no sense but you know what maybe at like yeah. 11 o'clock at night i'll play minecraft just so yeah. everyone else is like okay good he's back on games now 
yeah, but, yeah. but I could see like doing part on and, and just, I don't know. It just seems like one of those like intersections that yeah, yeah. should, yeah. should occur if it doesn't already. Are there any uh, business twitchers? <laughs> no, there aren't. no, none. So they're all gamers. Yeah. Gamers, but also like cro- people crocheting artists oh, painting okay. so art and craft yeah well. so not just games but like or just people hanging out playing music or okay some people are singing people okay. like if i start singing then people need to block my channel but um uh but no but yeah people just doing just being themselves on camera and um some, one of my favorite things to do um on there because every now and then i'll like um hop on there and and i'll go and i'll find a channel with nobody watching right right somebody's on right. The broadcast, nobody, mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll be like their one, their one person. And I'll right, nice right. things to me and encourage them. Yeah. But like, yeah. cause there's, but what's also interesting is there's people that have a thousand people online watching them play call of duty or hmm. 5,000, like a lot of people. And they somehow manage their tribe that way. And they, and, they, hmm. and people are coming and they're like, Hey, Hey, cool bear 27. Good to see you. Yeah. Grandma, you know? And you're like, wow, they, they manage this crowd way better than your average b2b marketing yeah. webinar yeah idiots. you know we all try but it's like welcome to our webinar this is yeah. our q a you're like oh gross but what if you did it like twitch you know that yeah yeah we, we could definitely be more more fun more entertaining and more casual because you're right the the webinars and um they're just too formal in yeah. um in their structure yeah. Too formal, uh, and of course, it's very hard to then get people to interact when right. it feels when it feels too businessy or corporatey. Um, so definitely, something different would be, you know, something definitely just, just try. Definitely well, I'll have to invite you. Maybe you could be like my one watcher. You can come hang yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do another interview like this, and we'll do it on. Yeah, we'll have. I would love to be. I, I love questions being on live. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Cool experiment. Well, I got to know, you clearly own the repurposing game. Who are you? Who are you as a person? (laughs) Can you take me back to like little Amber days? You know, what was it like growing up? Where'd you grow up? What was it like? Did you always know you're going to get into, you know, entrepreneurship (laughs) and content and all these things? (laughs) No, it, it, it wasn't anything (laughs) like this. In fact, I mean, um, I, I grew up in, in Pakistan, um, oh. which is, you know, so not even, I, I immigrated here, um, only, you know, years later, um, How I was about 2021. So, um, so I come from a very, very, very different uh, background. I, I grew up in a, in a male dominated culture. Sure. Um, How old were you before you, or when you left? Pakistan. Oh, so basically, it I didn't. Now I'm based in in England, London, but yeah. I actually moved to Australia when I was 16. Okay, wow. So all the way up through 16 in Pakistan. Oh yes. Yeah. So all wow. my primary education was in uh, wow. Pakistan. Uh, you know, where women only played housewives, childbearers, and cooks. Um, that's the kind of society I grew up in and and that is what's expected of most women, you know, that, you know, they would do that. They'll get married and and have children and cook for their husbands. (laughs) So I was kind of like a, you know, rebel who stood out. I shared a dream or a plan as a child. I was met with replies like, you know, what's the point? What's the point at the end of the day, you are going to get married and you're going to be cooking for your husband. Right. Um, so now my parents you had some not- naysayers around you then people that <laughs> were like, yeah, I guess. And it was, uh, it was the culture and because m- my parents are lovely people, but they were also, they also felt like they were bound by cultural uh, constraints. Oh, yeah. Don't be weird and stand out too much. I mean, exactly. You know. I mean, it was weird enough for my father to agree to me leaving the country at age 16 as a girl. You know, yeah. I did not know of a single woman in my circle who had, you know, who had left country and gone on her own wow. to another country to study for further education and stuff. Boys used to go all the time. Right. Wow. Um, but, but but not girls. And um, in fact, um, I, I went to Australia and then I went to uh, I stayed in the ANU University dorms. Uh, Australian. So National you went university. to university and, in Australia. Was that the reason for going? Yeah. So I did college there. I did university. College yes. Okay. Um, uh, there. Where in Pakistan was, were you? Did you grow up? In in Karachi. I was. Um, uh, my parents live in Karachi. Oh wow! Let me pull up a map. Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, you know, funny story is that I was actually born in Australia. My parents used to live in Australia. Um, oh. I was born in Sydney, Australia, but I was very little, like a couple of years old when, yeah. they, uh, when they moved back. So that meant you were already a citizen? Or yes, maybe? yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. So that, that yeah. made it easier for you to get out and then go back there. Exactly. So you that was kind of like my way out. Partisan. Yeah. 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 That was my ticket to freedom. That was. Oh, so fortunate yeah. that you were born there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I mean, it, you could say my whole journey has been kind of like rebellious, sort of. I wanted to do things which were not expected of women in my culture. Mm-hmm. I always w- loved sports, which was like very odd. Uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to pursue a career in sports, which didn't happen because I didn't have the, you know, the right, you know, resources. They were there for boys, but, you know, they, there was nothing for women to, to pursue careers in sports. Um, but I did stay, still I participated in a lot of competitions. I, I, I participated in the national uh, races, athletics, and I won many awards in that as well. But I, I wasn't able to pursue a full-time career in sports, which, you know, I, you know that's, prob- that's what I wanted as a, as a young child. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, you know, <laughs> by the time I went to Australia, so I was too old to now pursue a career. I know. Um, in, in sports you have what would you, you play what, do you play anything now i i played all sorts of racket sports uh, oh. i played you know in pakistan cricket is very big so i loved cricket as well Interesting. um i would have would have happily pursued a career in cricket as well or hockey i loved hockey really uh, field hockey field, field hockey. hockey yeah 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 it's um i love field hockey um but racket sports badminton i've been um and table tennis. Yeah. Even in Australia, I pursued a table tennis and a badminton just as a, you know, hobby thing, not as a career, but, you know, right. um, played few competitions, but only because it, it fulfills me. It makes me so happy, uh, you know, playing sports and being involved um, with people uh, who have similar interests. And it sort of yeah. helps me do go do things that I want to do. So I, I still, even after having kids, I, uh, you know, I continue for now in the past few years, I haven't, I have few injuries from playing sports, knee and, and shoulder oh, sure. injuries. <laughs> um, but uh, I still continued with uh, racket sports. Okay. Um, and I would still love to, you know, every now and then as a hobby, kind of, you know, go out and have a game. Oh, no, no doubt. Um, <laughs> man, that, okay. So that's, that's wild. Um, and then, were you in Australia up until when you moved to the UK? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and yeah, so um, my husband is from England, so I met him and then I, he was living here. So I was like, you know, yeah, you know, I'll move here. And then I moved uh, to England um, right after uni. So I was very young. It all, it all happened very young and I had kids very young. Sure. Um, and, but it, it was, it, the whole entire journey was almost like it wasn't was what was expected of a girl who comes from my uh, culture. Sure. Um, that I, I was making decisions on my own. I was doing what I wanted to do, you know, for the first time in my life, right. you know, wear what I could wear, say what I could, you know, what I wanted to say. Absolutely. Um, so, it's it you know it's 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 a roller coaster of a journey but 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 i don't regret it because that's what i uh, valued most in my yeah. life i wanted that freedom of um speech freedom yes. of you know um what i could say what i could do um and um my, you know my partner is very supportive so and 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 once we moved here you know it you know that whole entire different journey started but my journey started in corporate actually i was i was not in business um interesting what 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 did you like after after university what what did you just oh when do you go into finance so yes yes so um and and then i ended up working for a few years in hsbc in banking um and um, it was a great experience, but I think it was like when I was still trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to do? What, I, what do I want to be known for? And, uh, you know, very early on, I realized that it, finance is not the thing for me, but it was something that I needed at that time because, we, you know, we had a family, we had, you know, one child and we had a mortgage. 
um, to pay. So, you know, you, you have to make ends meet and you do whatever you, you can uh, mm-hmm. to do it. But it, it wasn't until I was expecting my uh, second child and um, that I realized that, you know, just like when I realized when I was 16, that the, you know, it's time to change and that change will only happen if, if I take the the steps right. towards making it happen. Um, and that was, you know, that's when the ball dropped and um, I, I realized that I think this is, this is it. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I, it's time to quit this nine to five corporate career. And, sure. um, and I took some time off because I had two young kids um, to sort of make sense of uh, life. Yeah make sense of life um uh, and uh, eventually it's, it's been almost like 13 years since i started you know different types of businesses um yeah. uh, and it started off with actually i was i was, I was selling uh, boutique clothes oh really um, yeah and but this is like sort of just pre-internet so um <laughs> well internet was there but not yeah. like you know not pre ebay and amazon but by, uh, by that i meant online selling wasn't wasn't a big thing um just before um ebay and, and so on and um uh, but as when even amazon came i i jumped on it straight away and that was my introduction to the online marketing world and online business world um right at the start and because it was it was new at, at that time it was pretty easy to to sell you know create a business and sell on those platforms i mean now it's they're totally different platforms but right. at that time um i i got on it early um and um it, it was a great journey you know you learn a lot of things you learn sales you learn marketing you learn about entrepreneurship you learn about business you have your ups and downs and and then and you know you will make mistakes and then next time you know okay what to tweak and what to do better uh, and it just it just went on from there. Uh, eventually, I went totally online um, with consulting and def- providing professional services. Wow! But but it's it's been an awesome experience. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what what a cool like it's so cool like that you I don't say escaped but like you got to freedom <laughs> and you're able to flourish and it, almost like a couple of times because you could have been trapped in financial banking world and yeah. you seem much more of a people person and this content and creation like we can do jobs that don't fit us but it's so much of a blessing to be able to find the job where you really are in that zone where you yeah. love what you do you know so it yeah. sounds like you may eventually you're like i don't need to be a banker and an analyst yeah. a financial yeah. analyst for you know if it and you took the time with the kids to figure out what do you really want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, and, yeah. And the online world is just really just caught, you know, uh, caught my, it just, just fascinated me and yeah. it drew me more and more, uh, the online marketing world. And hence, I think a lot of projects I ended up doing was to do with online marketing because it's just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, by having your own business and be it be, uh, being almost or mostly online, it gives you time to do other things that you mm. want to do, be it, you know, spending time with family or, you know, playing sports, you know, have time to do other things that, that sort of fulfill me um, and then come back to um, doing, uh, you know, helping others um, make a big right. impact. So it, it kind of works. <laughs> like the skydiving, like the adventure, which we're going to have to get into. <laughs> yeah, but before I do, I have, a, I have a question to ask. It's a bit of a hypothetical yeah. question. Yeah. Um, I may have a time machine. Uh, here in New Hampshire, and okay. um, it's in the backyard, covered with a tarp. Squirrels are in it now, but um, COVID's over. We clean that off. I let you use my time machine. It goes back to a certain period of time, though. It's not just any time of the day you want to go. It goes back to um, yourself a couple days after you graduated university um, or college, either way. But you just sort of graduated. You're starting your career, and you get to see yourself. What kind of advice, what kind of things would you tell yourself um, if you saw yourself then? I think I, I, would, I would say to, you know, to my younger self, yeah. do not rush into things. Do not make assumptions about yourself. Um, at, you know, at this early on in your stage, uh, experience what you want to experience don't let 
let, let assumptions hinder those experiences. Um, uh, and you know, that, that's what I would be telling myself that, you know, it's, you, I, I don't have to go at hundred miles an hour, you know, right from the bat, you know, it, it, it's okay to sort of, you know, stand still, look around, you know, and, and slowly figure it out. What, where is it that you really want to end up? I think I, I myself probably wasted many years uh, <laughs> figuring the, these things out. Mm. Um, um, probably because, um, you know, you lose direction and focus uh, in life. And if, if you, if you are surrounded by, um, you know, that's another advice I would give my younger self is to mm-hmm. surround yourself with, with, with supportive, uh, kind people. Um, so you, they can help you on this journey because of course you don't know initially where you're going or where you want to end up. Well, right. Or a lot of them are or any of that. Yeah. 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 Um, so maybe uh, surrounding, uh, being surrounded by, by such people would definitely help on this journey, which, mm-hmm. in it, which I do believe I lacked and I didn't have at that point in life. Gotcha. Yeah. It's powerful, powerful words there. Um, even coming from someone who I know has gone on adventures and you have lived your, lived your life, but even to say there's more to, to be mm-hmm. seen and done, you know, For appreciate sure. all those experiences. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's my life's full of lessons. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> there's so many stories to share, but you know, it's, you know, I think that's the advantage of, I do not look at my experience of growing up in Pakistan as a negative because it taught me a lot of things. Sure. Oh, um, sure. Uh, and it, uh, it opened my eyes up to a lot of things, the privilege in this world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so it's very, you know, I don't think I would have had that um, insight if I, I, if I didn't live in that kind of um, environment or I didn't see what I saw, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of poverty, a lot of people live below average income on below average income and, and they do not have simple privileges like we do have, like I have here right. living here, you know, uh, water, anytime I open the tap, there's totally. water. Uh, so just, just simple little things that, yeah. you know, it, that experience has made me be grateful, uh, for what I do have now and what we have achieved. hundred percent. It, it, those kind of experiences, and I'm glad that's the way you framed it. Cause you could easily frame it as like a negative, but it seems like such a powerful positive when you've owned it that way. Um, mm. in probably a fraction of, of the experience, but when I, uh, was in Iraq for a little bit, yeah. different country, I know, but like similar area, but also one of the things I, I found was, I guess it's not really a similar area, but similar conditions to what you're describing. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's a little astute for a Marine to figure this thing out, but one of the th- noticed, things I noticed was the, the treatment of women. Like hmm. the, the better we um, respect and treat each other as like equals and empower each other, the better everything is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, it, and it's, I don't know if this is counterintuitive. It's just, it's just the way it is. Like when everyone is, has value and when everyone has value, you have the different kind of personalities that keep the crazies in check, right? You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. It, we're yeah. not, it's like, it's like diversity of thought and, and of mind. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I very well saw when, when women weren't treated well, it's like, cool. Look, what look what happens. Hmm. This is not very, very cool. This is not good at all versus hmm. it's great when, everyone's equal. And the other thing yeah. I noticed too, to your point was really bad places or really places that don't have running water. I, I noticed sewers, like mm. where I was at, there were no sewers. There was no underground sewage. It was in the street. It was like mm-hmm. the gutter was literally the poop gutter. And it was yeah. like, wow, like we don't appreciate flushing mm. toilets and running water. You see, but people need to kind of experience something of that yeah. where they go, Oh, so this yeah. isn't standard issue for every human on the planet. It's like, no, actually yeah. it's not. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. as we speak right now, the city that I come from Karachi, it's currently flooded and majority of parts are, are like, really? you know, 
your feet deep in, in water only because they do not have the drainage infer, the right infrastructure in place. It's not like it cannot be resolved, you know, but yeah. it's, it's, it's because they've not got the right infrastructure in place. And every year in the monsoon season, when it rains a lot, which is usually the August, the month of August, the city sort of drowns and it's horrible for people. It is. And they don't have electricity. Wow. There's so many other you know, issues that go with it. Their house, houses are destroyed. Uh, food is destroyed. So, you know, yeah, just I'm looking like at some photos. Things. Wow. Like I didn't even realize that, but yeah, like to have yeah. the water come up, you just don't have the ability to handle all the water. Man. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people live in um, what do you call, you know, in sort of slums. Yeah. You know? so yeah. Like the concrete even, buildings and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some of them are not even properly built. So I saw it recent, some videos of landslidings, you know, with, uh, because they're not properly built houses. They're just, you know, just, just make do with whatever's there. It's horrible. Um, and it, and these are things which can be resolved. Um and hopefully, you know, as you know, I, I do, I have seen a lot of, a lot of progress that's happened. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a lot more. You know, I, I know a lot of people who, who do give back uh, uh, now that they, ha they are, um, they are more successful or even that they were able to get out of there and do better for themselves and their families than give back because they feel that obligation. And that mm -hmm. we have to do uh, we do good for the people who are left behind and hopefully help them find a way to make their future better as well so it's not it's not just about uh, you know feeding them so they have food for tomorrow it's about giving them the resources so they can make their future better for themselves or their families or their coming generation so I, I, a lot is happening and I, I do participate in a lot of those things as well because it's very close to my heart is where I come from mm -hmm. and it's I, I believe uh, that it's my obligation now to give back for the opportunities that I have now in my life yeah I think that's that's the way and and it's yeah it's powerful that you've you're, you're using that you know to inspire other people, but also as a strength, you know, as that's, strength, yes. that's amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So how, where did all this adventure fit in and what's the deal with, so <laughs> how many jumps do you have? When we were talking earlier and I was like, Oh my gosh, a fellow skydiver. Tell me. Yeah. How, I haven't done any, any base jumping, which we were talking about last time. You have it's No, no, Somehow no. I thought jumping. you had. Why did I no, think no base jumping. I, and my husband will kill me. Um, I Likewise. would love yeah. to do it. You know, I love, love to do it. Really love to do it. Maybe at some point when the kids are sort of, you know, uh, all out of the house. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know if my, my <laughs> I will be in the right <laughs> state. So only planes? You've only jumped out of planes? Yeah. So, and, you know, uh, like bungee jumping and, okay. you know, abseiling down tall buildings. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, see i mistook yeah. that for like you were jumping off of buildings which is way dangerous by the way so yeah all good yeah yeah, all good. yeah. I, I would love to do the base jumping of some cliff or or um yeah. a tall high building um but it's on it's something on the cards um, um it's definitely uh, i would you know love to we get one shot it. though you know it's not like you get your reserve and you and uh, you just, you get one shot, hopefully you packed it right. So, okay, yeah, you so, but you have done regular skydiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done skydiving, the bungee jumpings. And just like a couple sailing. jumps or have you done like a bunch of them? Um, just a few handful, a handful. Okay. Um, do you remember how many? Do you write them down? Four or five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. more than one, yeah. right? Because like there's yeah, like yeah. The, the, the tourist does one, but then you do a yeah, couple yeah. more. You're like, now you're really getting a sense for it. and. I, I want to do them in, in different countries. So location matters a lot, right? Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, because it's all about, you know, the view, the experience, everything. So New Zealand is on the cards because I know my sister did it. And she was like that, like, that's the place to bungee jump. Um, or oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I would bungee jump though. That kind of freaks me out. The, kind of <laughs> the falling feeling, you know, I'll skydive yeah, the all day, but the falling feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it would be great for base jumping as well. Um, New Zealand is like a perfect place for doing these adventurous stuff. Um, it's like an amazing place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah, maybe. In, uh, ask me in a couple of years' time. <laughs> okay. What about some mountaineering? 
maybe do like K2, you know, just north of Pakistan, you know? Oh, is, or in that it? would be awesome. I, I don't think, you know, uh, I've got it in me to do that. Yeah. I, I, I stay away from uh, icy cold places. I'm, I'm more of a tropical weather I don't person. Yeah. yeah. I'm in, so, I'm in that, the you know, New England, we get cold and snow and stuff. And every year when it happens, it's like character building, but I'm always like, ah, I wish I was some, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to move to the tropics and be like an old guy in the Virgin yeah. Islands or something, you know? <laughs> there you go. Or even, you know, like uh, islands of Malaysia, Indonesia. Oh yeah. Um, uh, islands, uh, Fiji there, Australia, mm-hmm. there's some beautiful islands. Uh, so <laughs> just retire. Fiji sounds cool. Fiji. You're right. Fiji sounds cool. Yeah. I just recently watched this um, a program on Netflix called, I think it was called Adventure Race. Have you seen it? Oh, I'm totally watching that. It's in Australia right now. The Eco Challenge. Eco Challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They totally. did it in Fiji. Yeah. Oh, they, they did it in Fiji? But this yeah, one right season. now is in Australia. No, no, you're right. Oh, it they, is in Fiji. Yeah, it was in Fiji. Um, Bear right. Grylls. It's in a little island. It's all over the island. Yes, you're right. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing series. Amazing, amazing. And, and I was like, oh my God, I would so love to do it. Especially when I saw, you know, people uh, so much older still doing it. There was a group of over 60s, uh, you yes. know, who were obviously adventurous in their youth as well. But, you know, they were still going for it. I was like, that's what I want to be like when I'm 60 or 70. I want to keep doing these things. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime for those people listening. Um, Amazon Prime TV via your app. Uh, it's in there. It's a blast. The whole season. I haven't got through the whole season yet. I'm midway through, but there's like, right. something like 60. Over 60 teams. 60 teams. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's certain windows and if you don't go fast enough, they cut you off. And yeah, um, exactly. There's a couple of just fantastic, a lot of interesting stories. Um, interesting stories, interesting challenges. People, how, do you, what about the the guy where his dad has Alzheimer's? He's like a yeah, adventure racer, yeah. and this is his last race because he's got Alzheimer's. He's really Amazing. having a hard time, but he's racing with his son on the team. Yeah, how what cool powerful. of an experience is that? Yeah, I know. powerful, so powerful. Yeah, and the guys in the front. Always been adventure racing. Yeah, the guys in the front, like we've been racing for three days straight with three hours of sleep. We could sleep or we could get a head start on everybody else. I know. They were almost non-humans. I was like, that you're 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 not human. Right. New Zealand. They're they're the crazy ones. New Zealand yeah, and yeah, Australia. They're the, crazy and ones. they're the they're the front runners. Yeah. Would, front. Would that? Apparently would they any... won the last one as well. Okay, well the... don't tell me who wins this one. I no, know no, they won the last one. Okay. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> years um, ago. Yeah. Would you do that? Would you do the eco challenge? I would love to. Although yeah. I know I, I would need to train for that, but of course. Yes, it's something I would love to do. Um, I was just talking to my sister the other day about it. She was like, you're crazy. You know, it's like, no, but this is, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, it, it teaches you a lot of things. Plus you get to meet people with, you know, who have their own beautiful stories to share oh, of yeah. why they're doing this, you know? Um, and, and I think it's, it's, it sort of sets a good example for kids as well, you know? It does. Does. you know so, you know so that they should also know that it just doesn't come on you know life just doesn't happen and comes on a, on a silver platter uh, so you know you will be hit by challenges in life yeah. it will be up and down uh it's not going to be a smooth ride um and we have to figure a way out through it yeah those mm-hmm. crazy crazy times um sign me up if you make a team let me know if you need somebody <laughs> i'll join your team um yeah. call it whatever you want i will i will be there um, where can people connect with you? Where do you, what kind of links, what kind of social sites, best, websites, best throw way, a bunch of stuff out at us. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm most active on LinkedIn. Um, so that would probably be the best way uh, to get, you know, okay. to get in touch with me and watch my content there. Um, I put mostly post there. Um, and of course, in incre- uh, coming months, we'll, we'll hopefully be doing a lot, lot more, live sort of on other platforms i still don't have access to live on linkedin i, I, I don't know the story with that I do you know. have access to linkedin live no yeah we'll talk after i know some people that have been on the show that that have that and they, yeah. they gave us some tips you got to keep applying over and over again you get oh i see so i've yeah. only done it twice maybe right. i need to do it more often one person <laughs> applied every month until linkedin finally gave in oh yeah. really okay yeah. so that's the trick okay the well trick. thank you you got to like <laughs> tweak it and make it also there. I'm pretty sure they're looking at some kind of algorithm behind the scenes at your own yeah. LinkedIn engagement. 
Yes, 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 so you, of course. You need to be super engaged with people and then like, oh, look at that number. It's very engaged. Cool. You can have it. Yeah. Now, you can apply you for your company people's... as well as for your person too. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. I just did it for my, you know, myself, like person, not Yeah, you do both, all three, every month and just keep applying. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, thanks for the tips. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> let, hey, when you get on there, let me know. I'm happy to join you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you to do awesome. that. It sounds yeah. fun though. Because that way you don't have to like drive people to other platforms. Hey, catch me on Facebook Live catch or me, yeah, Instagram yeah. Live or something. You can just do it on LinkedIn. Um, then that'll be seen- another piece of content to repurpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Amber, thank you so much for being on here. This has been a blast just to hang out with you and chat and learn. Um, I've learned so much. It's been amazing. It's been amazing for me too. I love this. I was really looking forward to, to this. I was like, you know, I can't wait to get on with Casey and, you know, just share stories. I, totally. I still haven't got uh, your story in full and you being a Marine and just now an, you know, marketer. Like, I know. How often does that happen? I know. Um, not very often. <laughs> I'm a little unique in that regard. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, it's the challenge. I always, I love the challenge throughout, which is why eco challenge sounded great. Um, and the Marine, the short story of the Marines is that they, um, everybody wanted me, all the branches wanted me except for the Marines. They're like, we're not going to give you any bonus. And actually we don't want you, which was fair because in, in college I was like the theater guy drinking peppermint mochas, getting out of shape and doing theater. Right. So it was like, yeah, I could see why, but that whole summer I just cue the Rocky soundtrack. I just got really, really fit so that I could, um, and then they like, okay, yeah. Okay. Now we'll take you. Let's go. <laughs> so it was, it was like a challenge to do that. Challenge. Um, so you, 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 you love challenges. I do. I do. Uh-huh. Reasonable challenges, I guess sometimes <laughs> slightly in, unreasonable, but with, uh, with at least some kind of glimmer of chance of making it happen. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like you have made it all happen. <laughs> I'm working on it. I got bigger challenges though. Bigger things coming. So we'll see yeah, what happens. Things. Yeah. Ooh, exciting. Exciting yeah. stuff. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, this is awesome. And for the people listening, if you learned something, and I know you did because I literally have two pages of notes front and back <laughs> over here, uh, then share this with someone. LinkedIn's a great place for that. Tag Amber, tag myself, but also write what you learned on it and then share it with everybody else. And we'll hop on there, have a conversation, engage with you. And, uh, and share this thing as well. So, man, Amber, thank you so much. Let's hang out again. Oh, definitely. Thank you for having me, Casey. Absolutely. And for those people listening, this has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will catch you all next time.